Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Coming to you from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. I'm James, and on Tablelands Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Luke, how are you doing today? I'm going well, James. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I've had a pretty pretty full-on day, but it's good to finally be here in the studio and, and just unwind a little bit. Yeah, me too. It's, it's really good. I'm really looking forward to this study. You know, we're learning about the love story. That's what this study is in this study is entitled. And, you know, the love story is about how much God loves us. Mm. And this is what this study is about, to learn about what the Bible teaches about the lengths God will go to to save us and mm. to how much he loves us. Yeah, and I think this is a really important, an important question in, in faith and an important thing to cover so early on. Like, you know, mm. we're only second episode now. And it, it's so important to cover this because if we miss this, the the rest of it it's it's irrelevant if yeah, we if we miss God's love, the rest of it is just irrelevant without God's love. And so it's so important that we go through, like showing showing other people and even realizing ourselves God's love for us. Mm. You know, and I think if people actually understood God's love, then there would be more Christians. Yeah, absolutely. There'd be more people following Jesus. Well, we have two new guests in our studio today. We have April and Brianna. How are you girls? How are you feeling about being here today on our study? Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm pretty keen. It's a different experience, but it's pretty cool. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Where are you from? What school do you go to? What church do you go to? Um, so I'm from Armadale. Um, I go to Armadale Secondary College, and I go to the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Armadale. I am also from Armadale. Brianna is actually my sister. I don't go to school. I graduated last year and I go to the same church. Yeah. So what have you been doing this year after graduation? Um, I started uni and then after the first trimester I deferred and just been kind of working on putting God first in my life and um, finding what he's calling me to do. Nice. Amen. Hey, and um, I, I go to church with you guys, um, and we hang out sometimes, so um, I know you guys pretty well. But you guys got some pretty good news um, lately. Did you want to share it with everyone? Yeah, sure. Um, I got into Avondale, the course that I wanted. Woohoo! So, oh, nice. What are you studying? Um, primary teaching. Awesome. So it'll be fun. Excellent. So why primary teaching? Oh, I just love teaching kids. Yep. Really nice. fun. And um, I found out just recently that I'm – I'll be able to go to a rise next year. So oh, excellent! Really keen wow, for that yeah, that is awesome. That is, I I did a rise in 2014. Mm. I think James, you yeah. did. When did, did you it do in it? 2020. 2020. Yeah. Now it was a blast. It is a yeah. blast. You know, yeah. I remember going there and just it changed my life. I went because I couldn't share my faith in the scripture, mm. and that's what I wanted to know. Um, what's what's your sort of reasoning and? Behind wanting to go. It's actually very similar to yours. I, yep. I just, like, I know what I believe, but I don't know how to share it from the Bible. Yep. And I just want to learn how to do that in a really effective way. Yeah. So, oh, you definitely will. You definitely, I did. And it's absolutely blast. Arise is a great time. It's, it's a, it's a 15 week discipleship mm. program held in, uh, North New South Wales at Kingscliff Seventh day Adventist Church. And it, it, it's a blast. You, you get to hang out with other young people. Um, there's actually not, not just other young people. There's people from all walks of life. Yeah. Um, and it, and it forms this big community. It's not, it's not segregated. 
um, and you make friends for life, honestly. And it's because everybody there wants to be there. They're all there to learn mm. and to, to learn more about God, to learn more about the Bible and how to, how to share our faith. And, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I remember ringing up my dad every day going, hey, did you know this? And he's like, yep. I'm like, oh. <laughs> then I'd ring him up again, hey, did you know this? And he's like, yep. This happened like day after day. And then I was like, Really? Like, why haven't you been telling me this stuff? Mm. He was like, because you weren't interested. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was I like mean, a big stab yeah. to the heart. But God knew that now was the time that I was interested mm. and wanted to learn. Mm. And, yeah, it's such a, um, a good good course. Absolutely. Like, same with my mom. Um, yeah, it's just like, oh, mom. Like, I remember actually before Rise, started reading um, this book called Mind, Character, Personality. And... Um, it's by this lady called Ellen White. It's a great book on, on psychology. And I was realizing all these things, how they, how they interacted with my life. And <laughs> I like had a laugh and I was like ringing up my mum in the morning and, and I was saying to mum, like, mum, oh, you know, like, oh, all this stuff is so true. And like, I was so excited and, and I knew I could talk to her about it because she tried to tell me for so many years. Yeah. And I just didn't want to listen. And like now, now all of a sudden, like, <laughs> did all the wrong things and like I'm reading in this book and it's telling me that if I did those things, these would be the consequences. Yep. And I was like, oh, she's so right, like spot on the money. So, yep. yeah. And and God knows where we're at, mm. you know, and he reaches us when when we're ready to hear. You know, so if you've got friends out there that you're trying to tell people about Jesus, you're trying to tell them that Jesus loves them and this love story that we're learning about today, don't be too offended if they don't believe it yet. You know, mm. that's a seed that is planted and, God and the Holy Spirit will, will water that um, when, when the time is right. And also to, to people out there, if, if you're a true friend, someone's not going to turn you away be- mm. because, you, because you start to share with them the love of Christ. You know, um, I, heard, I heard one time, you should always be preaching, and if necessary, use words. Yep. Mm. Yeah, because sometimes we may be the only um, Bible people read. Mm. These studies are based on a man named Desmond Doss. Now, he was a World War II medic, uh, he was a Seventh-day Adventist, and he chose not to carry a gun. You know, the first time I heard about Desmond Doss was at the 2004 Faith on Fire Pathfinder Campery in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And each night they had what they call spiritual heroes. And this one night, this they played a video clip before they got the person on stage. And, you know, it starts off with this big war scene. We're like, what the heck is going on here? And they start talking about Desmond Doss and how he went to battle without a weapon. He saved countless lives. He he earned the Congressional Medal of Honor. Mm, mm. And he came up on stage. You know, he's a really old man. This, this was 2004. Oh, wow. And so he was on stage and he was talking to the Pathfinders about sort of what had happened and they were interviewing him. And then it was the next night that I was walking out of the night meeting and I saw him and he was getting into a car, but there was a fence between me and him. And I was trying to um, work out how to jump it. It was in a spot that I wasn't supposed to be in, but I was like, I want to meet this guy. But I ended up bumping into someone else and was talking to them and then the car car drove us. So I was like, you know, 10 metres away from actually meeting Desmond Doss. Mm. So I just want to know, when when was the first time you heard of Desmond Doss? Um, I first heard about Desmond Doss when um, I was at teen camp and they'd done a, like a night drama about... Um, his life and how he refused to take a weapon to war and everything. So it was pretty cool. Yep. The first time that I heard about him was when 
the movie Hacksaw Ridge first came out and everyone at church was talking about it. And mm. yep. so I kind of did some Googling, was like, who's this person? And yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, I was the same. Hacksaw Ridge came out. Everyone was like, yeah, we're going to go see a movie about the Seven Day Adventist guy. It's going to be a really cool war movie like Mel Gibson and everything. I was like, wow. So I yep. watched it and I, yeah, I was like blown away. I was like, this guy's getting like beaten up and like bashed and everything. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm still not going to carry a gun. and still like going to serve and protect. And yeah, that impressed me. But if you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text DOS study. That's one word, no spaces, to 04888880831. And we'll send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text DOS study. That is D O S S S T U D Y to 04888880831. Today we are on study guide number two titled The Love Story. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Kayla Hopkins with Greater Than Grace. What do you say to someone who feels like they've lost it all Over the edge with no one there to break their fall What do you say to someone who feels so unloved Leaving themselves away a little bit every day Just to be good enough What do you say to a hopeless soul Who can't remember their way home And it's so hard for them to hear the truth There is no
Welcome back to Table and Explorers. Today, we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you're just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to the App Store on your phone and download the Faith FM app. We're about to start our study, so if you would like to follow along with us, then all you have to do is text DOS study, that's one word, no spaces, to 04888880831 and download study number two, the love story. So that's just D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y to 04888880831. Okay, well, let's um, get into our Bible study. James, would you like to pray for us before we start? Absolutely. Let's let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I just want to pray that as we study your word, as we as we look for the reason behind why Desmond Doss did these things for his friends, for his enemies, we just ask that you send your Holy Spirit to speak to us, to speak to those who are listening, whether they're driving, whether they're at home. We just ask that you send your Holy Spirit to guide them through your scriptures to show them the love that you have for them. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As a member of the 77th Infantry Division, Desmond Doss was one of the most fearless medics in the battles of Guam, Leet, and Okinawa. And on October 12, 1945, Private Doss received the Congressional Medal of Honor from the President of the United States. He was the first non-combatant to receive this award. The fierceness of the Battle of Okinawa cannot be overstated. 50,000 American soldiers died, almost a third of the local population were killed, and more than 100,000 Japanese soldiers died. I thank God for letting me do my part in this war in saving the lives of my fellow men, said Doss, in accepting the medal on behalf of the men who had paid the supreme price. Doss was one of the bravest people alive. Fearless with regard to what would happen to him, as his fellow veterans noted, Doss's medal was due not to a one-off act of bravery, but doing something outstanding time and time and every time again. Doss said, I was willing to go to the front lines to save life, but not to take it. I thought it was pretty cool when um, when Doss was actually presented with the Medal of Honor, um, that the president said, um, I'm proud of you, you deserve this, and I consider giving you this medal uh, a greater honor than actually being the president. From a young age, Doss had learned to value life. This was one of the principles he internalized from reading his Bible. So what actually does the Bible say about God's love for people? And it's a good question. Um, and the Bible answers that in Second Peter 3 verse 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So to God, every life is precious. You, your family, your neighbor, and even the stranger that you meet. God desires to give eternal life to everyone. To the soldiers who lay injured on the battlefield, it was obvious they needed rescuing. Each wounded soldier simply had to wait for the rescuer to arrive. And today, our battlefield looks very different, but we're still surrounded by evil, terrorism, corruption, exploitation, and abuse. So kind of this verse, what it's saying is, God is willing to give us more time so that more people can come to repentance. And Doss's example to the soldiers, he was able to convince them of the reality of um, faith. Something that I think we need to remember with you know, this 
battlefield that we're all caught up in is that we need rescuing and that's probably jumping ahead a little bit but yeah we need rescuing and there's only one person who can actually rescue us yeah that's that's true you know this this verse made me think of what dos went through in training you know the men teased him they ridiculed him all throughout his training you know but then when it came time when they were injured, they were calling out his name for help. Mm. You know, and it reminds me that no matter what I've done, every time I call out for God, he's going to come and he's going to save me. Yeah, I think I think we have this idea that God is harsh sometimes. Mm. I know personally that I grew up and I knew that God loved me. And, and I think so many people know that God loves them, but they also see that there's this evil part of God that God also, you know, if they don't do what God wants, then God's going to hate them, right? And, and that's, that's kind of the thought I had. And, and no one really told me that. I think that was just a lie from the devil that I, that I grew up with. You know, God loves you, but you do this and he hates you. No, like God, God's not willing that anyone should fall away. Anyone should perish. He wants everyone to come to repentance. Yeah. I think that shows his love. And, and if we understood that about his love for us, how would that change how we interact with others? But it moves us on to our next question. And, I think this is the big, the big question. What went wrong? Like, why do we need rescuing? And we find the answer in Genesis 3 verse 6. And it says here, it says, When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Our free choice has impacted our universe. From generation to generation, humanity has continued to exercise its free will, free to do what's right and equally free to do what is wrong. Choosing to do what is wrong is what the Bible terms as sin. To me, this is just a super easy explanation. I always use it. If God is the source of life, and if I'm running away from God, then I'm choosing to run away from the life source. And it's like when you when you unplug your phone, like it's it's going to last a bit, and then and then it's going to go flat. You know this this whole story you can read in Genesis chapter three of where we find the fall of of humanity, where where Satan deceived Adam and Eve. It wasn't so much about eating the fruit. Mm. That was wrong. The only part about it being wrong was that God said, don't eat it. Mm, absolutely. So really, it's not about what we do or say, though we can relate that to our lives now. God said, don't eat the fruit. Satan said, eat the fruit. Mm. So it was about who they were listening to. Mm. And we have that in our lives today. Sometimes the things we do may not seem that big of a deal, but there's things that God has said, don't do for our own benefit. Like he knows what will happen if we do these certain things or eat these certain things or whatever. So it's not so much about the action, it's who we listen to. Are you listening to God or are you listening to someone else? And despite who we're listening to, um, God still loves us and um, that's why he wanted to put a rescue plan in place so he could save us. We all need that that rescue plan as well because when Adam and Eve first made that choice to invite Satan into this world, we've all become part of that. Next question in the study is read how the Bible describes the magnitude of the sin problem. And so to do that, we're going to have a look at Romans chapter 3 and verses 10 and verse 23, which says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one, for all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. So the word all, that includes absolutely everyone. There's no one excluded from that. So we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of God's plan for us. So it's it's not a problem that is just with Adam and Eve. It's something that has spread to absolutely everyone. It's like a virus, like a, a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Good choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and it's it's crazy to think there's so many people in the world, like right now, there's like over 7 billion and then and not one of them has been righteous. Only the Son of God could accomplish our redemption, which is, just shows how much that he loves us. Yeah, you know, and the Bible is very clear here that we have all sinned and sin is basically disobeying God. And so at one point in our lives... We have all disobeyed God, and so this is why God has put this rescue plan in place. No one's immune from sin. Like April said, it's a bit like a pandemic. A pandemic. <laughs> no one's immune from sin, and we've all fallen. And And the problem with sin is once you've fallen, that's it. Like, you, like you can't get back up and say, oh, I'm going to try again. With sin, it's it's once it's done, it's done. You, you can't take it back. It's, it's like speaking. Once you've said something, you've got to be careful with what you say. Once you've said something, it's done. And, and to have all the people that have lived throughout all humanity and, and no one, no one came even, no one came even close. Some of the best we've got in the Bible, like some of the best examples in the Bible committed some like outrageous sins. They did. It makes me think of David. (laughs) You know, David did a whole lot of bad things, but yet he was still known as a man after God's own heart. Moses murdered someone. Yeah. Speaking about Jesus, he said, there's going to be a prophet that's, you know, like me. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, uh, you can text DOS study, that's one word, no spaces, to 04888-80831. So that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y. Uh, to 04888080831. That's just one word, no spaces. Uh, And today we're on Study Guide 2 titled Love Story. Also, we're going to have an amazing offer coming up later in the podcast today. Um, So stick around and get the code word. You're listening to Chris Rupp with I Love to Tell the Story on Faith FM. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and His glory, of Jesus and His love. I love to tell the story because I know it is true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme in glory to tell the old story of Jesus and his love. pleasant to repeat what seems each time I tell it more wonderfully sweet I love to tell the story for some have never heard the message of salvation from God's own holy word I love to tell the story Twill be my theme in glory To tell the old story 
free of Jesus and His love. I'd love to tell the story for those who know it best. Seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And when in scenes of glory I sing the new, new song, twill be the old, old story that I have loved so long. I love to tell the story, twill be my theme in glory, to tell the old story of Jesus and His love, of Jesus and His love. Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we're going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app today. Let's get back to our study. We're on study guide number two and we're at question number four. Question number four says, Sin has become so widespread that it has impacted our thoughts, decisions and motives. Is there any hope? We, we were just talking about how the world is plagued with sin. Everyone, Everyone's a sinner. Is there any hope? And it says in 1 John 4 verse 9, it says, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, in Isaiah, it says, uh, His name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. God condescending down to our level to relate with us. It says, it says he fought every temptation the same way as we do. Um, so, so he can understand our problems. He can understand our sins, but he beat them all. It's amazing. I, I love this verse. You know, God sent Jesus to come and save us, but it's not just us. It's me. But let's make it personal. He came to save me. If I was, if I was the only sinner on earth, he would have come and done exactly the same thing for me. Mm. You know, and Romans 5, 8 says that, but God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still disobedient to God, while we were still in direct rebellion against God, Jesus came and he died for us, died for me. Yeah, because of that, we have so much hope in Jesus and his like unbelievable love for us. You know, but there's something to, to note here. You know, the Bible says God sent his son. Now, when we say that Jesus is a son of God, we're not saying he is a son like what we would have if we had a son. You know, he wasn't born. God didn't give birth to Jesus, so to speak. You know, because the Bible says that Jesus is God as well. In the book of John, it says the word was with God and the word was God. And that word was Jesus. Mm. We believe that 
God is is three in one. You know, we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All three of them make up God. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter twelve, verse twenty nine, for our God is a consuming fire. Now, how many elements do you need to make up fire? Well, you actually need three elements to make up fire. You need oxygen, you need fuel, and you need heat. All three have to be present to have fire. If one is missing, you don't have fire. And how many of those three elements are visible? There's only one, and that is fuel. You can see the fuel that burns, but you can't see heat and you can't see oxygen. But you can see the effects that it makes. Just like Jesus is the only part of the Godhead that we can see, you know, we can also see the effects that the Father and the Holy Spirit. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. It was God himself that came down to rescue us. Yeah, so like that, that hope that we have, it's through Jesus when he came and he just like, he took our penalty and it's, it's pretty amazing what he did given that you know, he's, he's God and that is like, I don't know, it's just really awesome to think about. Um, that kind of leads us to the next question, which is in the midst of this battle, there is good news. And that was the hope we we're just talking about. God has sent someone to rescue us, but can we do this ourselves? The answer is in Jeremiah chapter 13 and verse 23, and it says, Can an Ethiopian change his skin or a leopard its spots? Neither can you do good who are accustomed to doing evil. We cannot rescue ourselves, and it's God that works in us, and he rescues us. And it kind of reminds me of another verse in um, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13, which says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So we can't save ourselves. It's only by God that we can have anything good happening in our lives. Just like um, the soldiers that Dos was saving, like, um, they were helpless without someone to rescue them. And they're just they're waiting for um, to Dos to rescue them if they got injured because they knew that he would come. And it's just like us. We wait for God to rescue us because he definitely will because he loves us so much. There's a guy called Robbie and I, I, I was doing a Bible study with him one time and he said to me, um, in Genesis 3, God gives us a promise and God says, I'll put enmity between, between you and the devil. He puts this hatred in us, a hatred against sin, hatred towards sin, that that we might seek out righteousness, and and that's actually a blessing. It is, and you know, you guys are right. There is no way that we can do any of this ourselves. You know, if we could, there would be no need for God's grace. We are like that wounded soldier laying on the battlefield, calling out for Dos to come and save us. But instead of calling out for Dos, we're calling out for God. And Jesus is the one that comes with his aid kit and he rescues us. This leads us to our next question where it says, The Bible says all have sinned. We cannot change ourselves and we need help. But where does our help come from? Well, we find the answer in John chapter 3, verse 17. And it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. You know, our help comes from Jesus. You know, this really shows that God done everything he could to save us. You know, all we have to do is accept it. 
Mm. You know, we're, we're on that battlefield. We're laying, we're wounded, we're, we're covered with sin and we need help. We can't get out of it ourselves. And we can just call out for a medic. We call out to Jesus and he is our medic that comes and saves us. Mm. Jesus himself says to John in Revelation 3 verse 20, he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Um, you know, Jesus is waiting for us to, to open, to open the door. But, but he, he gives us the strength to open the door. He gives us the strength to make every decision to come towards him. And his whole, his Holy Spirit that works on our hearts with, without him working, we, 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 we have nothing. He says, he says in John 16, he says, when the helper comes, he says, it's going to convict you of sin. Mm. You know, it's only his helper that convicts us of sin so that we can turn to him. And so everything is through him. And we have that, you know, it's in the Bible, it's as a promise. And so it doesn't, it's not something we need to doubt because we've got the promise that no matter what happens, if we call on Jesus, he is going to come and he's going to rescue us and he's going to be there for us. So we don't need to be afraid or have any doubt because it's promised in the Bible and we know we can trust the Bible. Yeah, and he does it all because he loves us so much and he definitely wants us to um, live with him forever. That's why he came to save us. Um, so we have an awesome free offer for you today. So save this number into your phone, 0488-80831. That's 0488-80831. And wait for the code word that's coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Bethany Dillon with How Deep the Father's Love for Us. How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch's Chosen one 
Welcome back to the Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of DOS Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond DOS. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you're just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tablelands Explorers. Or you can go to the App Store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We are at question seven. Coolio. Um, so, many people in the Bible asked, what must I do to be saved? And perhaps you've asked yourself the same question. Um, so let's see how the Bible answers that question. If we go to First John 1 verse 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So confessions we can make directly to God, and he promises that he will forgive us. And true confession comes from a heart that is sorry for sin. So it's I just think it's really cool that... Um, he promised that he'll forgive us um, because he just loves us so much and that he'll um, cleanse us from all of our sins. And it's got to be, it's got to be a personal conviction of sin. Like, like God wants us to know what sin is and he wants us to have a heart that turns away to enter heaven. Like the only, the only prerequisite, I know, you know, to enter heaven, we've, we've got to want to be there. You know, and God's willing to work that change in our lives, but but a heavenly spirit is that of seeing that you've done wrong, confessing it. You know, and there's no other name which we approach the Father, but but the name of Jesus Christ. No one can come on our behalf, um, except except Jesus goes before the Father. But no one else can pray to God for us. No one can confess for us. It's a decision that we have to make. Yeah, and it says in um, John chapter six and verse thirty-seven that whoever comes to me will by no means be cast out. So this isn't, you know, something that is just for some people or for people who are good or whatever. This is something that is promised to absolutely everyone. So no matter what we have done, God's still willing to save us if we accept that we are sinners and that we need his help. Yeah, that's so true. And this verse is just so plain and simple, isn't it? Like it just says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. Mm. Like that's how we are saved. Mm. Like we just call on the name of Jesus. It's so easy. You know, it's actually probably harder to be lost than it is to be saved. All we need to do is tell God that we're sorry for disobeying him and to help us not do it again. We also, we also need to let his forgiveness change our lives. Mm. You know, and... By letting that change our lives, we get into this next question where it says, what happens to our sin? You know, and 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 tells us that God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 
He loves us so much that he exchanged his perfect life and took our sin. Christ was treated as we deserve, that we may be treated as he deserves. By his stripes we were healed, Isaiah 53 tells us. And although Doss was abused, criticized and beaten throughout his military training, something had changed by the time his division entered the Battle of Okinawa. Wounded soldiers called out for him so that they would not be left to die on the battlefield alone. And time and time again, Doss braved the flying bullets to rescue them. You know, there wasn't anybody he didn't try to rescue. You know, there's that favorite part in Hacksaw Ridge, that movie where he's, everyone's just gone off the edge and he's sitting on the edge of the cliff there and he says, God, what do you want me to do? And he hears someone cry out for a medic. And then as he's running back into it, you've got all these explosions happening. He just went wherever, where there was explosions, where there was bullets. He heard someone that was crying out for help, and he went and helped. It's, I, I really like the way the New Living Translation puts it, because I, I kind of always was confused. Like, what does it mean that we might be made the righteousness of God? And, and it says um, we could be made right with God through Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, like the righteousness of God just means being made right with God. Um, and and if we believe God, um, you know, we are made right with God. If we believe the promise that he's given us that anyone who believes on his son is saved, like, how hard is that? Like, it's the easiest thing, right? And and it puts, it puts nothing on me, and it puts everything on God, and it shows all the glory of God. Yeah, I just think it's it's so awesome that we can take our, our sins and sorrows straight to the feet of Jesus, um, and he can, he can bear it for us um, because he loves us so much and, and wants to mould our characters without us having to worry about our past failures. And um, something else that I thought was just really cool about something else that Jesus does with our sins is that in, in Micah 7, it says that he actually casts them into the sea. So... He doesn't just take them on himself. He casts them away so that they can't ever be found again. And I just think that's so awesome because then when God looks at us, he doesn't see all our mistakes. He sees the righteousness of Jesus, which is just so amazing. Like We don't deserve that at all, but God gives it to us because he loves us. Um, so that, that's one promise that God gives us about what happens to our sin. What is another promise for those who call out to be saved? And um, if we have a look in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So everyone is a term that has absolutely no limits. You might feel like you're chained by sin or bound by circumstances, but the Bible says that if you call on the name of Jesus, you will be saved and that a wonderful transformation is going to take place. Yet yeah, not a thing can prevent anyone from being saved except for our choice to call out to God who will save us. And it's just like um, on the battlefield with, with Doss and the soldiers who called out to Doss. Um, you know, if they just just called out to him, um, Doss would run in and, and save them and it's just like God, He, if we call out to him, he will save us, just like he promised. It is so true. If I call out to Jesus to save me, then he will. So if you want to call out to Jesus to save you, then he will save you. 
The best part about this is that you can do that whenever and wherever you are. You don't need to go to anybody else. You just need to go straight to Jesus. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 2.5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. All you need to do is fall on your knees and ask Jesus to forgive you and for him to lead your life. I, I don't know about anyone listening, but you know, I think when I was a kid, I, I prayed for things that I just wanted, just using God as a genie. But but that's different to honestly calling out for God. And like when we honestly call out for God to save us, He will hear us. And there's a transformation that takes place. And question 10 says, what is the transformation? What is the transformation that takes place? John 1 verse 12, it says, Yet to all who did receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. We, through through Jesus, can become children of God. Like the rightful, like the, the offspring of God. Like his, his own children, like as a father looks after their children, the same way we can become the children of God. It's interesting that naturally we have this tendency to be drawn towards sin. Now, now there's a few ways you can get into a family. You can get in through marriage, you can get in through being born into a family, or you can get in through adoption. And, and we've been born into sin. We've been born into this world. First John 3 um, paints a grim picture. It says that the children of the devil are manifest when we hate, when we hate our brothers and sisters. Um, but through believing in Christ, we can become the children of God. And through that process, God works in us and he changes our hearts that we start to love people, that we start to give up our own selfishness and bear the fruits of the spirit. And that is, that is the best transformation you could possibly want. Um, it's so cool that we only need to just believe in Jesus, just to believe in him, and we will be able to um, be sons and daughters of God. That's so awesome. Yeah, like I love this verse. It tells me who I am. Like I am a child of God. If you are doubting that you are a child of God, I would like to encourage you to read Ephesians chapter 1 and 2 and highlight the words that tell you what Jesus has done for you and what it says about who you are. I saw this done in the movie called Overcomer. There was this girl that was told to read through these chapters to find out who she is. When she tells her coach who she is, like, wow, it was so powerful. It was the most powerful scene that I've seen. And I loved it so much, I typed it out and I put it on my wall because it reminds me of who I am. So when I'm having a down day or not feeling that great, I can look at it and read it. And at the top it says, who I am. And this is what it says. This is what um, she walked into this room and asked her coach to ask her who she was. And she's like, okay, who are you? And this is what her response was. She goes, I am created by God. He designed me, so I am not a mistake. His son died for me just so I could be forgiven. He picked me to be his own, so I am chosen. He redeemed me, so I am wanted. He showed me grace just so I could be saved. He has a future for me because he loves me. So I don't have to wonder anymore. I am a child of God. And I want to encourage you guys to know those words. If you haven't seen the movie Overcomer, see it because it's the most powerful movie to show you who you are in Jesus. And that's the transformation. When we find out who we are in Jesus, our whole life can change. Absolutely. And I completely agree actually with going to Ephesians 1 and 2 because 
when I was going through a bit of a difficult time in my life, I actually went and I did what that movie had said and it just changed my whole perspective. So I I'd really encourage anyone who's listening to open your Bible and open it to Ephesians and just read what's in there. It's really powerful stuff. Anyway, so we also have a great free offer coming up for you guys just after the break. So save this number into your phone. It's 0488-80831. That's 0488-80831. And wait for the code word that's coming up right after the break. You're listening to Voice of Lee with No Longer Slaves on Faith FM. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of my name I've been born again into your family your blood We're no longer slaves. We're no longer slaves. He 
To Table and Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides, and these study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to the, your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. Hey, Doss took many risks exposing himself to enemy fire to assist injured soldiers. On May 5th, 1945, 10 metres from the enemy position, Doss rendered first aid to a wounded soldier and carried him 100 metres to safety. There were many more men he rescued, Doss risked his life to save 75 men from certain death on the battlefield that day. In the same way, Jesus left the presence of God on a rescue mission to save us and give us eternal life. All we have to do is accept this amazing offer. It's, it's so easy, you know, like when God works on our heart to accept his salvation. That, that's, we, we don't have to do anything. It took, me, it took me a full year, you know, like I was like, oh, I don't want to get baptized. I, you know, I just want to be perfected. I want to be someone that's better than who I am. No, I just had to accept because, because the point of choosing Jesus as your savior is realizing that you can't save yourself. And, and so when I got to that point, it was like, Hey, I'll take all the help I can get. And, and you submit yourself to God, accept his promise and, and you're saved. All you have to do is just accept. Yeah. That's, that's so true. And, it's so simple that some people find it hard because it is so simple. It's mm. like, oh, it seems too good to be true, but it, but it really isn't. But, you know, the official record says that he saved 75 men off of Hacksaw Ridge that night. Mm. Do you know how they got to that number? That night after Doss had lowered all those men down, they tried to figure out how many men he had saved. So they come to the conclusion that 155 men went up the escarpment. 55 of them made it down on their own. So they said, Doss rescued 100 men. So when they went and told him that he was going to be credited for 100 people that he saved, he said, no, I couldn't have saved 100. Like, it wouldn't have been, been any more than 50 because I wouldn't have been able to physically do that. Then they, um, they met in the middle and they, they said 75 men is what he saved. But that was only that one night. Doss saved countless of lives throughout his time while he was at war. You know, Jesus... Jesus came to this battlefield on earth to save us. 
All we need to do is call and he will be there to save us. And once we um, call out to God and realize um, how much he loves us and his salvation that he's offering us, um, all we can do is just <clears throat> thank him so much for everything he's done for us and um, live our lives for him. Yeah, it's hard not to accept it. Once we fully understand how much Jesus has done for us and how much God loves us, it's it's really quite hard not to accept it. It's it's just such an amazing gift that he's offering us, and it's it's beautiful. It really is. You know, at the bottom of our study guide, we have a section here called My Response. Now, if you downloaded this study guide, you'll notice that there's a sentence here. It says, we would like to hear from you. Click here to send us your response. Now, we would really like to hear your response on this on this study. So if you click the word here, that'll take you to a Google Docs form where you can fill out the response questions and send it to us. We would really love to hear from you. But we're going to go through our responses here in the studio today. So the response questions, how do you feel about what the Bible says about eternal life? These are the questions. I understand that I need to be rescued by God. I would like to tick that because I understand that, you know, we learned in this study that we are sinners and that we are in need of rescuing. So, yes, I, I understand that I need to be rescued from God. How about you guys? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, definitely. Every day I'm convicted that I need to be rescued by God. And the next one, I want to confess my sins to God and ask Jesus to save me. Definitely. I think we all need to be able to do that. Like It might be a hard thing to do, but it's important. Yeah. I, I want to confess my sins every day. And, and it's something that, that brings us into accord with God. You know, mm. God, I've done this. And, and it brings that reconciliation. Yeah, saying, hey, you know, I'm sorry. You know, we, we sin every day, you know, and we need to ask God for forgiveness. Hey, sorry that we've done this. Please forgive me. And we know that he will. Mm. Our last response here is, I desire to be called a child of God. Mm. I desire to be called a child of God. And, you know, the Bible has taught us today that I am a child of God. Yes, definitely. would love to be a child of God. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. Like, we don't deserve it, and we shouldn't be called a child of God, but we can be, and it's, it's an amazing privilege, that one. It's awesome. I think, yeah, I think if you've got a, a, a child and, and they're really well-behaved, you know, someone could say, oh, mate, they're, they're a gift from God. They're a child of God, right? Imagine God saying that to us, and I, I definitely desire that. Hey, thank you guys for joining us for our study today, and thank you for answering those response questions. And I love that last one, that desire to be a child of God. I hope that everyone listening here has said yes to being a child of God because, you know what, whether you said yes or no, you are, uh, and you just need to believe it and not doubt it. Well, that comes a close to our study today, so let's finish our study with a prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for your word, that we were able to see this love story in your Bible, Lord, to know how much you love us. Thank you for sending Jesus to this earth to die in our place. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for showing us that you are willing to do whatever it takes, even giving up your life, to be able to save us. Lord, I just ask now that you fill us with your Holy Spirit, 
that you take away all the doubt that we have about who you are and the doubt about us being your children. Give us the joy, give us the peace that passes all understanding. Take away all our doubt so that we will know that you love us and that we are your child. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so if you've been hungry for today's free giveaway, uh, wait no more. Uh, we are giving away the book, The Desire of Ages. This is a beautiful book. It's the number one book outside the Bible on the life of Jesus, I reckon. This book will show you how much Jesus loves you and to what length he will go to save you. I've read this before. I, I was blessed. Um, I would I would honestly recommend this to anyone. Maybe you've heard about this book for 10 years. Maybe you've heard about it for 20, 30, 50 years and you've never picked it up. This book will literally transform your, your thoughts about God. And it's written so beautifully. Um, so, how do you get that? All you have to do is just text the code, hashtag TE3, that's hashtag TE for Tableland Explorers, and the number three with no spaces, just text that to 04888-80831. That's 04888-80831 to receive this amazing book on the life of Jesus. Okay, well, our next study is called The Origin of Evil. When Doss went to war, he couldn't conceive the magnitude of evil he would witness. Even though he had an understanding of the origin of evil, Join us next week as we journey together with DOS to discover the origins of pain and suffering and learn where it started and where it will end. Thanks for tuning in today to Tablelands Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on the show today, we want to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible yourself. As David says in Psalm 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless, and we'll catch you next time.